Peace. You're tuned into the Edible Activist Podcast. I am your host and favorite edible activist, Melissa L. Jones. On this show, we feed you empowering narratives and perspectives from the voices of emerging Black people and people of color in food and agriculture who are stewarding the land, healing communities, and advocating for food justice and economic power across the globe. Our rich contributions and stories exemplify the spirit of activism in their own edible way. Let's get started. Peace. This is Melissa L. Jones um, with the Edible Activist Show. Um, I am super excited to intro another episode in the very first episode, actually, in 2023. Um, I am joined by the lovely Fulani Spivey of Bird's Nest Box. What up, cousin? Hey, cuzzo. (laughs) What it do, boo? Oh, my goodness. What it do? Everything. (laughs) I'm trying to tell you. Welcome, peace, y'all. Welcome to the show. Um, this is we, we're again just super excited to come together and and sit and break bread with my cousin. And I know we started. We did a part one, which was a intro and launch to our cousin chat talk or cousin talk rather. Yep. And so, just super excited to um, bring to actually launch the new year with this episode. So a lot has happened. Yes. And I hope that you have been resting, Falani. Cousin? I have. I, I, I rested in December. <laughs> um, I rested a little bit this month, and um, the year is off to a phenomenal start. That's great. That's yes. great. Well, I think one of the things I want to do is just to let's like sit in gratitude a bit. There's so much that happened. You did a. You had a lot going on last year, 2022. Um, I had a lot going on 2022, yes. but I just want to, I, I really just want to set the tone for gratitude, you know, as we launch into the new year and it's very easy for us to just take off the new year starts, right? And you take off and you start to put your list together and your goals together. But I want us to sit in gratitude and sit in our success too. Yes. Cause we forget that. That's true. Yeah. And give thanks. Well, first you got to sit in the success to know what you're giving gratitude mm. for. Because a lot of the times when you're people like us, where we just constantly moving from one project to the next and, you know, working and doing things to gain um, financial income and then doing other creative endeavors, sometimes you, you almost forget you do. what you've done. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So, um, so resonating. Yeah, let's sit, reflect, yeah. um, give thanks for those moments that led us to here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you want to kick us off? I can go. It doesn't matter. It, look, I mean, whatever's clever. Um, <laughs> it's 2023. Um, you know, I, I've started my year off basically with the fam and um, went down North Carolina like a week and a half ago. And Shout out North and, Carolina. And that was a, it was a quick two day trip, um, but it was every time is profound and grounding, and just super healing. Excuse me, I was handling some family business with my aunt, and um, and this is on the Spivey side where the land, um, my great grandpa acquired this land. Um, it's a long story, but. 
he acquired this land. I can't remember what year, but okay, I'm four generations next, and the, the land is still there. A family village, you know, we still live down there, and mm-hmm. and so I had heard stories that his um his mother had worked in the big house. Now this was after um, emancipation, but you know, back in the south, it was still practices of you know exploitation Absolutely. and stuff. Still and is, still <laughs> is right, and so in any event. So she she had um, these children by the uh, the owner, and so my um, great grandpa he I don't know if she had children I think she just really had him by this white guy mm-hmm. you know through she was sexually exploited mm-hmm. and so saying all that to say his story is is interesting but so he I don't I don't know. I know he worked for the land, but I also know, I don't know if some was acquired because the family, I said, so I was just down there. I said, who is these people, these white people that, um, that, that is his, um, she said, oh, they live right here. And so we rode down the road. She said, even the houses, the, the, the house where he was born is back there mm-hmm, so essentially mm-hmm. this family land is on the land that you know that my ancestors and stuff worked so we was right she said these is the mackintyres or whatever and then she said yeah can you believe she said mama that's my great aunt she said mama had to um work in the um she had to work for her own aunt you know kind of like as a domestic worker mm-hmm. and I said that is so odd I said she said yeah that lady was her aunt and she would pay mama to come a clean or just take a ride with her and and I said and she never called clearly she never called her auntie or it was never acknowledged you know but they everybody knew so I was like that is some weird ass shit mm-hmm. because you thinking now Matilda who worked in the big house who was sexually exploited and had this baby by this um, white man, and then their family, they hated that somehow my my um, great grandpa. I think this white man did leave him some land, and he worked for some too. Okay, they hated it. The, the white people, of course, and yeah. they burnt down the house that was on the land, and they poisoned all the cattle. That's what my um. My great aunt told me when my great grandpa got this land, they they really tried to destroy it. I believe it. They did destroy it. I believe it. They destroyed the cattle and they burnt down the house. And um, but over the years, our family bounced back. So um, that's that's one of the experiences that I just had two weeks ago. I had knew the stories, but I didn't know I didn't know how close the plantation and stuff mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, so that was interesting, and so then I went on Ancestry.com. I had never joined it because I, I always found history for free and yeah, stuff yeah. online. North Carolina has a – if you're listening, and if you are in North Carolina or have family that comes from North Carolina and are into family history and genealogy, North Carolina has a great um, digital collection of their senses, and it's really, really good. Oh, that's good. awesome. That's good to know. Yeah, North Carolina is great. They even have some web- websites specifically for 
African Americans, you know, yeah. and um, records of enslavement and things like that. So um, I could go on and on off a tangent, but I, I know that when we talk, we're going to be talking about family on Cousins Talk. Yeah. And so um, that was just a nice experience spending time with my aunt. Um, I'm going to stay focused. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she doesn't have children, and I don't have children. And I, 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 it's interesting because I feel like sometimes it be the people, maybe the people that don't have kids have more time to be as what my um, cousin calls root shakers, mm-hmm. digging mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. you know yeah. the history and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's I just, me. <laughs> yeah. So I value that. So absolutely. What, what, what's going on in your world with I, the Joneses? I know. Well, I just in the spirit of gratitude. As you're, as I hear you talk, I am eternally grateful that, and I always, I'm always shouting this this person out, Chrissy of Charismatic Creations. I'm so grateful that she planned that wonderful dinner last year yes. where I first met Falani. Shout out to Chrissy, who is an amazing connector. Because I don't know, I'm sure maybe we would have crossed paths another way, because. But we were meant to cross paths at that event in the next yes. day when we're at the rooftop That's of, right. of, of Eaton. And we've connected ever, ever since, and one of, and which has led us to being in this space right now because every time Falani talks about her family, like it's like this wave that comes over me because it's such a familiar conversation mm-hmm. and conversations that I typically only have with my immediate family members, not even with, with my friends, love my friends, but like the, the family dynamics aren't the same. So when I'm thinking about my family structure and you talk about your family structure, I'm just sitting here like, dag, like so familiar and just such a blessing that, you know, you have such like a rich legacy and rich family and I have the same yeah. and it's just so familiar. And so I'm just grateful that we can just sit here and talk about that. And I, I can just, I can gush over, like, Flani knows. I'd be, I literally on Instagram, like, what? Her <laughs> photos, just like this whole, it's almost like you put together like this whole like treasure map, you know, or like this capsule of like, you know, of family, everything. Oh, and I just, I just love you. it. And so, I'm just I'm just grateful for that. And so again, I had to shout out Chrissy because she put together this awesome event. That's how I met my cousin over here. Yes, yes. And I I part like listen, as we did as we dig deeper the root shakers, right? I'm a, I like that. Root shaker, root uh-huh. shaker like we we might really be like black. Well, <laughs> I'm, I and it's funny because we do have some Joneses. Okay. That are um related to us okay um on the williams side which is my great grandpa's um wife my great grandmother ellen williams and the joneses um now i know y'all are coming out of mississippi we are but that's another thing which why the records are cool and important Mm -hmm. to look at yes because you'll hear through oral history how relatives and we all know how the black family has been um, disrupted and destructed, you know, in this country since we left, you know, the continent mm-hmm. and even our native people that was already here. 
And so we, we always had these disbursements, whether it was being sold to a different plantation right. or in a different state, right. or whether, um, whether you was fleeing, lynching, or, you know, through the great migration, yes, or cousin. so forth and so on, whether you was fleeing like bad economics in the South to come up north, you know, to make uh, a living. <clears throat> Excuse me. What was my point? Because I, I I went off on it, <laughs> and the, here I am, just like the, fully to the great migration. Like. What is my point? <laughs> oh, it's about the disbursement, mm-hmm. right? And this this whole black diaspora that exists within America. Yes. How we? So it was a story where, like, one of my great grandfather's relatives. He had two uncles or somebody, and one said, looked that way and said, I'm going that way. And another one said, and I'm going this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they did that. That's what it was. they went to different states, and there was no phones and letters. And sometimes it was so much pain, these people, what they was leaving behind. They didn't want to look back. Mm. And so they created their own families in different states. Mm -hmm. So you, you never know. Oh we could have went down Mississippi. Right? See, they had a lot of that going on too, where it would be these slave, um, these um, exploiters would human exploiters would. It'd be a brother in Mississippi, exactly. With one day, the brother up in North Carolina with the you know plantation and mm-hmm. stuff, and they just constantly maybe. Maybe the enslaved Africa was giving her trouble, so they said, "Okay, we're gonna send you down to Mississippi." Right. To this plantation. Yeah. You know, and so who knows? You never know. Either way, you're stuck like glue. So you ain't going nowhere. You try (laughs) to to go somewhere. You're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. You're not going nowhere. It's all love, girl. You know, the other thing, too, as you were talking um, about the white man owner of that land that your great aunt. Mm hmm. Had a child by? Am I get? Did I? My, no. Well, it, no. It's his mom, Matilda, my great great grandmother. Great great grandmother. Uh-huh. Okay. So, and again, this the the similarities, right? Of I remember. I don't think I talked about this last time, but um, one year when I was in Mississippi and we went down to Mount Olive, which is a very very small town. I'm trying to tell y'all. No changes have been made since this place was incorporated. Now all of Mississippi. Now all of Mississippi. I'm, you blink, you miss it, okay? Okay. And I was on this whole excursion because I wanted to see where my great grandfather, who was a sharecropper, where he raised his family. And, you know, my grandmother, aka Big Mom, who I call Big Mom, we were driving along this dirt path and she was like, that's the house where that big pine tree is. There's, Mind you, there's nothing but this tree, and it's just all land. And I'm like, Pigmon, like, who owns all this land? Like, who owns it? She put me in touch with a cousin, actually a family friend, who still lives down there. He's been living in Mount Olive forever. But I, I'm grateful for him because I was able to extract, you know, some history from him about our family. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this white guy owns it. All this land in Mount Olive, like where my family, where they yeah. where they farmed, everything. And I said, I want to talk to him. Uh-huh. He's still living. Oh. He's still living. Okay. 
as far as I'm concerned, he has no kids and it's just him. And I think he's a, he's a, he raises cattle and he sells them and all his other stuff. And so, um, Hmm. so we go and he takes me by his house, but Uh he wasn't there. Okay. And in the back of his house, he has like these trolleys and I, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I know I have photos, so I Uh know I have it in my records. But he has, like, these trolleys and, like, trucks and stuff at the back of his house. And my our family friend was like, this is the guy. This is his house. This is the guy that literally owns the majority of the land in Mount Olive, this white man. Uh-huh. And so, unfortunately, he wasn't at the house. So I wasn't able to talk to him. Uh-huh. I'm not letting that go. I still want to go visit right. and talk to him. Right. But, um I just, as you were talking, I just, that was resonating in me and just some of my, one part of my experience in Mount Olive in having, honestly, being at arm's length to a white man whose family mm-hmm. owned that land prior to him and it was passed down to him. Right. And he still has ownership of it. Um, and I'm just also like, who are you giving that to? You know, like he, as far as I'm concerned, there's nobody, it's just him. It is literally just him. Um, but more to that, more to come on that, <laughs> my excursions. But yeah. that, I had to just bring that up because that was just kind of drumming inside of me as you were talking well, as well. It, that's a good question. Who is he giving it to? And there has been, um, you know, we've been fighting for reparations for a long time. This is this new talk is is this is this is not a new thing. Mm-mm. It's been been happening, um, and I, I I can understand that it could be kind of complex on you know uh, how much and all this, and now there's this whole movement of who's getting what and. Um, African American, this Ados thing, and this and that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to say a quick thing. I'm not. I don't ride with no particular parties or none of that. But I think that because I'm going a little bit off on a tangent, but I, I do want to say this. Um, I think people should get their reparations in whatever country their ancestors put in in that work. Mm. Appreciate the congregation. Now, of course, it could get a little blurry and muddy back in the days during during slavery where we had Caribbean Africans coming from the Caribbean and vice versa. Mm -hmm. But I I think it need to be a time period where you say, okay, if you've been here since then, because I'm a pan-Africanist, and I'm all for unity and African diaspora mm-hmm. love. But in terms of us here on this land, we've been fighting so long and so hard for rights and things and that we still don't have. That's right. why it's easier for a Caribbean person to come into this country and get better business loans or business deals. They can... And they come over here, and I, I'm not trying to make a separation, but I, I because sometimes people think I'm Ethiopian, and Ethiopian, some of them talk bad about us, but mm, they yes. just start yapping because they yes. think I'm Ethiopian. Yes. And so you have a lot of, um, and I'm not trying to say all oh, because I got some good folks and mm-hmm. brothers and sisters in the Caribbean and on the continent, mm-hmm. but there are some that 
say we lazy, they come down and look up down upon mm-hmm. us. They mm-hmm. don't want their kids hanging with us. Mm-hmm. But they're only here because of the rights that we fought for. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we open up the gates for them. You understand? So my thing is this: when it comes to reparations, go to your countries and fight for your reparations like that. Mm. Because it, it's not; it can't work like that. Cutting everybody a check. This a this this black right. kid. <laughs> right. Come on now. <laughs> And, and, and they're saying they want that. The ones that's here, they want a piece of the check. Yeah. But it's like, go back me, to Jamaica or go to, you know, give me my and land. fight England. But I'm saying all that to say. That's I, I see, and I see the point you're making. That's a different totally, conversation. Yeah. But you and I, we know, we know the families who enslaved us. This, this is correct. Our forefathers did too, but they just sitting back. Mm-hmm. See, black people, some of us have, especially in the South, are a little docile. Truly. No, you're spitting, you're spitting a fact. They, that is you a know, fact. Yes. They've been staying in their place, they're this and that, you know, because I'm trying to figure out, Okay, reparations should be that damn hard if you and I both know the plantations we came. These people are still sitting there. Right. And I asked right. my aunt, I said, so you went to school with these people and all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know. So, okay, you, okay, y'all don't want to cut a check. Give some of that land up. Yeah. Who is that man? So reparations, it's not that difficult. I could see... On a wider range, maybe, but if we, you got banks that then got rich off slavery. It's all there. The records are there. Cut us, cut us, give us the land. Give you ain't, y'all ain't give us the land. We, I want the check too. I want the check too. But the land is so important because with the land you can turn that into checks exactly and money you know that that's part. another thing our people don't do that, that land is just sitting it's just sitting oh my gosh don't don't pull that don't don't tug on that heart don't, i'm not don't understanding no oh i understand because black farmers we know the usda and we know yeah. we was we was left out and cut cut off we were bamboozled completely however it's 2023 now the land and our people They'll have land and just be sitting on it, acting all stingy. Yeah. Oh, 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 I know. Oh, I know. It's And it's like, very it's just land sensitive. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yeah. It, it is because of my most recent experience with, and I think maybe we you touched on it, it last it is so, it's such a sensitive topic. It is such a sensitive topic. And it makes me sad Yeah, to feel like something that I have inquired about within my family, my bloodline, and to feel like I'm not, I can't be a part of what I'm supposed, what I am a part of, you know, and there's so much I want to say, you know, it's, and I'm hoping as we have more cousin talks, I find the words to articulate like how I truly feel about what you just spoke to, because it is hurtful 
And I remember I was talking to my aunt a few weeks ago and I had like, it was a joke, but it really wasn't a joke. And I said, well, you know, this person pretty much told me that I wasn't family. This person said, well, I'm going to keep the land in the family. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we're blood. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so while I get you meant your immediate family in that moment, I can't even tell you when I was sitting in that room, in that trailer house where my family still lives, like I wanted to cry. Yeah. For long. Like I, I wanted to cry. I didn't even know. The only thing that I could do was hug him Uh and I said okay it's time to go yeah because I was so sad and I was so emotional and I was literally about to cry yeah by someone saying no I'm gonna keep it in the family doing nothing with it right a piece of something that I want that my great-grandmother you know lived built a home cultivated like it hurt me at my core and I was having another conversation I was in Atlanta recently and um, I was talking to, I think this is who I, if it wasn't her, it was somebody else we was talking to. Similar situation uh-huh. that once you start to inquire, I don't know if you ever dealt with this, but I know many black people have. Once you start to inquire about a thing within the family, whether it's an heirloom, a piece of land or something, it's like people come out the woodworks and it's like, well, what is she inquiring about? Well, you know, what does she really want? Yeah. Yeah. And I felt in that space over a year ago. So I said, you know what? Let me just let it go for now, you know, because I didn't want to be that family member that someone made up a story of like, you know, she's out to get land or she's out to do. And that is not. Right. Yeah, I do want the land. Yeah. But I also had a direct conversation with the person who owns it, too. You know, so as well it, as a connection. Yes. Like you said, your great grandmother. So when people come out. And say stuff like this. Because mm-hmm. I had a cousin say something like that similar. Mm-hmm. My land. Yes. And I'm like, first and foremost, we've had several conversations about the legacy. This is land that great-great-grandmother Matilda yeah. had to fuck for yeah. unknowingly. You know what wow. I'm saying? And yeah. here you are, a century later, two, a century and a half later, mm-hmm. talking about my land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then her son acquired by working his ass off. Mm-hmm. And now how did it become your land? Sis? Yeah. But this is the mindset. That part. Yes. That a lot of us have. And when it's interesting, because when we talk, we've said this before, when we talk about black land laws, oftentimes we do discuss the USDA practices, mm-hmm. the destruction of the black farmers. Ooh, but I know where you're going, Falani. Don't be cousin. talking about the internal oh my stuff with the land. What were we talking about when we did when we when hosted did the black farm when the yeah. dinner? Because it can it get real messy. It can, gets it gets wild to the point where I had to tell my dad. I said, "Enough of this land." I said, "This shit is cursed." Mm, and the mm, more and more mm, I think mm, about mm. it, and the, the more you bring it up, all the fights and stuff. I said, this land has brought so much fight in our family. And then again, then my dad is like, yeah, but no one, I get that, but it also has brought stability. We talking four generations Mm -hmm. later, still living on the land, Yeah, you know? Right. And he's like, no one wants to ride by the home house and then see development, a development. Developers want it. Right. You know? 
And so he don't have the energy because he, my family fights each other a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Spivies. I love y'all, but we are very volatile and mm-hmm. we can even get violent, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fights. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes from my great, my great grandpa. He probably had it hard because you got to remember his mom had other children, but she had a husband and a black husband. He the only child from this white guy. He probably had it rough. Yeah. People think about colorism and they, they think that light skinned people had it sweet. But imagine being the only light skinned child right. in an African exactly. descent family. Eartha Kitt talks about it. Mm. You know, Love this Eartha outcast. Kid. She first run down North Carolina, mixed up like that. Mm hmm. You know, some white man sexually exploits the, the African woman. And so, uh, where am I going with this? <laughs> um, the, you, that land. The land. So, when we talk about the history, right. it's beyond. Because people it's beyond get stuck the USDA on the land. And all, yeah, like, it's, it's, you talked about, like, the, the internal fights. Yeah, and the internal and the, fights. Mm-hmm. It, it gets crazy. When it comes to land loss, like, yeah. literally internally not being able. You got family members in my family that have said, yeah, no spivey. I don't want to, no spivey to own it. And it's like, how, how fucking dare you? Yeah. With the four fathers and mothers have built this, mm-hmm. and you talk about now you don't you don't want it to go to nobody in the family. Right. It's sick minded and hurtful for a dollar, as opposed to coming together and saying, "What can we do with this land to generate funds?" Cause see, when I get me some land, I'm setting it up. I don't have children yet, but I have nieces and nephews. I'm setting it up where it can never be sold out of the family. I know that's right. Period. Which is a whole nother conversation. How can we set up things legally better, you know, more protected so we aren't fighting? Fighting. Right. So that someone from the outside or even someone even outside of the unit whose name isn't on the deed or not part of the trust or however that works right isn't trying to or cannot dictate what happens the whole they, my other side of the family whole see. nother situation and i'm talking acres like acres of acres of acres and acres in mississippi a mess but you make and I, I knew you were going this way. You make such a you made such a valid point about yes, we talk about land loss when it comes to what the USDA did and like just you know, but when it comes we don't what we don't talk about is internally how that land gets lost yeah. or how it sold. doesn't get so, sold yeah. sold to the highest bidder. Yes. Not sold to oh Let's let's keep it in the family and work out a deal. No, sold. To never be acquired again. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And if you try to acquire it, you jump into some hoops. They look at you. They look at you like an enemy. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, damn. Oh my gosh. 
why would we spend more time fighting each other and then the white people in the town is watching it all unfold exactly they're saying well we we gonna wait then it's gonna go to court but forced to sell because they mm-hmm. they fighting each other mm-hmm. and then it Split it goes power. off yep yep and that money is spent within two years mm-hmm. with nothing with passed, nothing nothing that down. you can pass down to the generation nothing that is the million dollar question of like several questions of who else is in this space of trying to acquire something that has already been sold because you want to, you want to pull it back into the family to keep it to pass it down from generation to generation. I'm definitely in that space, you know. Same. You're in that space. And my my deepest prayer is that my hope and prayer is that we do get what it is we're seeking to acquire because we know where our hearts are. We are we know the legacy that we're building. We know how important it is to pass things down and to keep it in the family. This isn't for greed. We aren't looking to acquire right. to sell for trillions or billions and millions of dollars. That's not why we want it. Right. At all. That's not why I want it. Right. At all. So it it's it's a it's it's a, it's a it's such a sensitive topic. It is very so sensitive. So many layers. To the point where I'm like cuz I was trying to gather we was trying to gather folks in the family. Mhm. about this sale. Yeah. See what we can do. Then one cousin said and I agreed. Why would we pay a cousin another cousin all that land, all that money for land? I know. That is our birthright. Right. Just because right. their name, it ha- it just so happened to fall into right. their laps and with their name on the deed. Right. Now, granted across the road, so the land did get split up, but we're talking about the home house and the main property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's in the hands of two people who don't have children. Mm-hmm. So the big question, like you said, how do we acquire? I don't even know where to start. I know. I know. It's like you're you're blocked. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanna I wanna erase that block. I don't even want it. You know. I mean I I hate that I've even had to have conversation to say, listen, I will write you a check for that land to still for someone to still tell me no, you can't have it. I can't talk about this no more for long. I just okay. I just I just Okay, so let's let's talk about some happy <laughs> things, girl. Uh, but this is some real stuff that we, we did have to get out yes. because I'm and quite to be sure, continued. Right. Because there's some others out there and we 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 posed the question. How do we move forward mm-hmm. in reclaiming when they talk about regenerative yes. land and stewardship? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Because right. I'm sure we're not the only ones. Right. It's some fa- black family land that people don't even know about. Right. They didn't even check when their um, grandmother died or. They don't. They do and not And it just, know. the taxes wasn't paid and 
gone. And somebody is scooping it up because there are people out there waiting for you to default on them taxes. Oh, yeah. And don't let and don't let them pay the taxes for a few years, depending on what the laws are. Like pay them taxes for a few years and you default it. It's no, it's not. And if you can't pay those taxes back that the person paid, it's not yours. It's gone. In any event, stop seeing black people. Stop seeing your land as just a paycheck. Yeah, a one-time paycheck. Ooh, that's a shirt. <laughs> that's something. A bumper sticker. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Well, Falani, it's 2023. And um, again, I'm just so grateful to break bread with you in the studio and chat. Thank you, cousin. Um, and what I, I, what I want to spend some time talking about is how, you, how do you want to show up this year? You know, I know for me, like my theme is how am I showing up for myself, right? Um, I'm actually going through, a lot of people don't know, Falani obviously knew, but, um, I had surgery like some months back and which is why there were no shows, no nothing, you know? And so I am feeling so much better. Those two to three weeks after surgery was hellish. I have never had a major surgery before and it did not feel good, but Mm. it needed to be done and I'm better. I'm going through physical therapy and, yes. and mental therapy. And so just that continued healing because I knew for myself that I just could not cartwheel out of eight weeks of like medical leave and be like, I'm OK. You know, like when you have major surgery like that is traumatic when someone's cutting your stomach open like right. that is trauma to the body. Yes. Right. And so um, I'm just a great back to that gratitude, grateful that everything went well and that I am feeling much better and that I'm in a space that makes me so happy to have this dialogue and with an amazing dope person, cousin, grower, you know, so um, but the theme and what I've been telling my therapist is like, how do I show up for myself? Right. Because, yes, though, it's important to you know, how you show up for others, it's, we do a lot of that, you know, and one thing my therapist said, she said, that's performing, and that's trauma, you know, and I said, I'm always, I said, one thing that I want to get out of in just a moment of transparency is that whenever something happens to me, or we can say for me, whether, you know, whatever, you know, breaking up with a friend or something, whatever. It's like, how am I like reinventing myself to like show up for the outer world? It's just like, okay, whatever. I've been through that. Let me reinvent myself and show back up and show y'all. I don't want to do that no more. You know, like I want to be proud of myself and show up for me. So like every day that I'm waking up, I'm saying, great job, Melissa. You know, like, Great session, great therapy session, Mm -hmm. great show, Mm -hmm. you know, um, amazing job, you know, launching YouTube series last year, like that in that. And that's also like sitting in your success, too, which we define ourselves. Like, please, y'all define what success is for yourself. Do not let social media do it. Just do not Mm -hmm. like set your goals, your intentions and define that for yourself. And so, um for me, showing up is like, how am I showing up for myself? How am I really, really taking care of myself? Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
breathing. (laughs) You know, like, Mal, breathe. Like, both my therapists just, like, bring it back to your breath. Like, breathing, you know, not being too anxious and thinking so far off into the future that it causes me anxiety because I'm afraid of what I may not be able to get done, right? But, like, being more present is how I want to show up. So, I'll pause. Yes, I I love that. (laughs) And thank you for showing up for yourself. Yes, yes. Because if you don't do it, who else will? Exactly. Hello. So, I'm I'm loving that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Oh, thank you. You know, it's interesting that you... um, did you pose this question and you see how you want to show up? Cause I'm not trying to copycat, but even towards the end of last year, because I, I do a lot of things and I, I'm one of those people that depending on what space I'm in, I'm just going to say, I do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't go down a list of things that I do. Mm-hmm. If, if, if it's not relevant to, you know, so I'm saying all that to say that last year I was extremely busy um, you were. in a good way, but like busy. You like were. I didn't have time to kick it with friends. I love taking naps. I could count on like both of my hands how many times I took naps. Oh, man. That's not cool for me. So now I didn't feel like I was burnt out, so to speak, because what I do, I like doing it mm-hmm. um however i was both of the industries that i'm in is kind of masculine mm-hmm. um which is uh, you know growing and then i'm a um freelance camera operator mm-hmm. so i was like i'm i'm not feeling feminine enough mm. you know they they have this term the soft life yeah and because I'm, it's just like again the industries that I'm working in and yeah. constantly on the run. Yeah. And and, I'm, and a lot of us often operate in this masculine, you know, space too. Like yeah. not even just tied to profession, but there are other traits and attributes. The and society, like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. as a whole, and yeah. then couple that with really being in the industry, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm I'm one of those I'm. I'm a girly girl, but I'm also, like, a tomboy, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I love fashion and dressing and everything. And, and growing up, I was very fashionable. Like, my mother taught us how to sew, so I made my own clothes. Like, you know, I was always, like, the one with the unique looks and yeah. shit like that. So, I'm like, damn, as an adult, and in the industries that I'm in, I don't really get to... Uh, play on my femininity and yeah. sensuality yeah. as much as you know yes. I, I would like. So I was like, okay, I gotta spend some time and do things like even simple things like manicure and a pedicure. So I don't get that done sometimes until I'm going on a trip, right? You know. And so I'm like, no, I I I, I gotta incorporate a softer life. So I've started to, and I love massage therapy. Oh, me too. But now I'm like, no, you need to do this often. This needs to be not your lifestyle. Just, yeah, it's a lifestyle, it's a not lifestyle. just mm-hmm. here and again. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a wonderful massage therapist. Her name is Tarika, and um, of her, she has a, a spa called uh, Manifest Station. Okay, Tarika is the 
bomb. Shout out to Rika. Hook she do these detox massages with Ooh. herbs and stuff. This sister is sharp. Is she, she mobile or does she have oh, a place? She, she has a place. She operates out of Deanwood. Okay. Bet. And um, this sister travels and learns all types of techniques and is steadily incorporate. Every time I go, it's something new oh she's gosh. doing, you know? So um, I'm doing that. Thanks for the plug, then, cousin. Um, yes, Manifest Station. All right. And then um, then I'm like, I want to do facials. Mm-hmm. Even if I can't do them monthly, even if I do them seasonally, but then I'm doing, make sure weekly I'm doing Doing some clay of mask steam in the for house your face. Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, because sometimes it's not about necessarily do we have the budget. Right. It's about what do I have in my home Hello. that I can make spa light. Exactly. So I want to show up softer, oh, more feminine, God. you know, more sensual. Yeah. And um and lighter, mm. so I'm I'm gonna be learning to say no to gigs. Mm-hmm. Sometime when when they come, just because it's there, yeah, that don't mean I have to say yes. You know, right? Yeah, I gotta get my money up and stack it. But even if I say to myself, okay, if you're gonna work that hard, say you're gonna one one day of work, you're gonna spend that money mm-hmm. on pampering yourself, right? Right. Right. Simple shit. Right. Because I realized when you do your nails and you have your toes and stuff done, you feel better. You do, you you better be say it. I my shit. Like, look at my little, my little manicure, my yeah. little red. I love red. My little red nails. Put a little, put a little ring on. Pop. Okay. <laughs> you just feel pretty. You feel pretty. And, and you so, feel good. And you feel good. So I'm just trying to show up softer. I like and, that so um, much. And spend more time with loved ones. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do it with my family, but even some of my close friends, we get busy as adults. Mm-hmm. And you blink and you're like, damn, the whole year went by. I didn't even see them. Yeah. And we get yeah. shit misconstrued with social media because you be thinking you've seen people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you haven't. Mm-hmm. So I want to strengthen my interpersonal relationships. Yeah. You know, and um, just take moments out, you know, just to to be here. Because yeah. what, is, what is life if you don't do that, if you're just going through the motions? Exactly. Exactly. So that's well, where I'm at with it, cousin. I like that. Show up softer. I like that a lot. When I get home, I'm going to steam my face just because. <laughs> And your skin is gorgeous. Thank you. But see, we have to put these practices into play now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, sister just turned 40, honey. So, you know. Girl, 40 looking 30. So, we want to keep that. Keep this yes. electis- elasticity yes. in. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. That collagen. Yes. We even, I want to eat better. I want to show up yes. eating better because although I am a grower. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, sometimes I'm, I'm back to back gigging and I'm just not so home enough convenient. to mm-hmm. cater to myself, to cook, you know, to right. do these things on a daily. So yeah. I want to eat better. I love potato chips. I'm trying to swap the chips do too, out for nuts okay. and be healthier. Baby steps. Get you some pistachios if that's your jam. I love pistachios and that's just the nut that I did. I was at the Aldi's. I looked at the kettle cooked chips. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, <laughs> it's giving pistachio. It's giving pistachio. 50% <laughs> salted at that. So, cause I'm like, you you look at you look at the women in your family, and it's like the high blood pressure, the diabetes. Right. And, so I'm like, let's start now, mm-hmm. cutting this stuff out. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So um, that's 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 about the size of it, cousin. That's that's awesome. Well, speaking of food, before we wrap up, I'm not going to end this show. <laughs> Without talking about the bomb ass food, okay, that cousin's mama over here cooked up. So I don't know if y'all had an opportunity to partake in this experience. This was in December. Yes. I'm not doing my months right. Okay, December. Um, Falani hosted a pop up, had some amazing things for sale. Um, Falani, that shea butter with that mango. Shot. You can't. That is my ritual when I get out the shower. I be touching myself. I be touching my leg. It be so. That's that self care you was talking about. Gosh, I love it. Uh, Yesterday I was like, oh, I said I got to stock up on this from Falani. I said it is amazing. I love it. But they had a menu that was out of this world. (laughs) Okay, out of this world. Oh my gosh, fried fish. Barbecue tofu. I had the barbecue tofu yes. plate, which was the bomb. Oh okay. The plate barely made it to my apartment. <laughs> I had the jollof rice, uh-huh. which was phenomenal. The cabbage, divine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> then Dang, listen, like I saw Falani the next day because I had to drop something off. And I said, Y'all got some, I was texting, I said, Y'all got some leftovers. <laughs> Yeah, look. Lonnie was like, nah. nah. I was like, I was, I was gonna pay for some leftovers, <laughs> yeah, I honey. Know. You said that. You said that, girl. Yeah. Did you get dessert? I didn't end up okay. getting dessert. But you, no. You did get the cocktail mixer that me and Chrissy. Oh my on. gosh! Yes, like I that? did. I love that cocktail mixer. It's gone. It was refreshing. It right, was Chris? so refreshing. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I actually had a guest over. It was perfect because I had a guest over. Um, so I actually had poured some of that. Okay. Um, you did a mocktail? Or I did. A it was a mocktail. Okay. I did a mocktail. Okay. And then, because um, I, I love my brute, but I, had, I, was, I was still, you know, post-surgery, not right. trying to drink too much. Right. Um, and then I had purchased some of your salad greens. So I actually okay. had made like a little salad for oh, my nice. guests. And I said, actually, everything was pretty local that day with the greens. And then I had some leftover um uh, I had made like some stews from like my leftover um, CSA share okay. from Gail. And uh-huh. so it was like the little, you know, black, you know, yes. grown, you grown know, local lunch. Yes. The, the salad dressing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Hey Lonnie, girl, Gail from nice. Three Part Harmony. Shout out to Gail. Shout out to Gail. Oh my goodness. Like the bomb, the bomb. But that was amazing. Glad you enjoyed it. Oh my Cousin, gosh. I really appreciate your support. Always. Whether you come through a pop-up or a fish fry, invite me to be on the podcast with you. I, I'm just loving it. And furthermore, this year, I think we need to travel and hit the Let's road. Do it. We're Let's gonna go, go. We're going to go to Mississippi, talk to the white land owner guy. Yes, we are. We're going to go down North Carolina. Yes. I have two cousins on the Spivey side that I want to talk to, elders. And I think we can put something together. I'll bring my Black Magic Pocket Cinema camera. I love it. And uh, we go through, this is, we do a visual podcast. What they call it? 
vlog, whatever, vlog, whatever they some. call it. <laughs> no, we said we call it now is mini docs. Yes, mini docs, mini micro docs, micro docs. Yeah. <laughs> so I see that for us, cousin. Let's it, do it. it. Set yeah. the intention. We yeah. saying it now, y'all. Okay. I can see that. So Mississippi. Mount Olive, North Carolina, North Carolina, <laughs> and if when we I'm go gonna, down the sip, I definitely gotta stop in the Bama, see my family in Birmingham. We can do that. Okay, we can definitely do that. You know, my mom is from Alabama too. Oh, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Which is we can I can show you where my great grandmother and them used to live. So, so let's write out a proposal. Yeah. Get this on thing on the road. We may even shop it around, see if we can get some sponsorship. And if you're investment. listening to this and you yeah. want to sponsor this and you want to see this, cousins and, hit the road down south. Holla and at if us. you have cousins or elders, because we want to talk to older elders. Yes. Yes. And just get these stories. Yes. So if you have even people that you think would be good for us to talk to. Yes. Hit us up, y'all. Please, please. Oh, so dope. We're going to make that happen. Cousin, it's been a pleasure. First episode of 2023, Cousin Thank Talk. You. Yes. Um, looking forward to more. We'll be back in the studio. And there's some things that y'all want to hear us talk about. Like, hit us up in the DM. Be yeah. like, yo, enjoy the conversation. Let's talk more about X, Y, and Z, whatever. Like, you know, you never know. You never, never know. Because we talk about everything on here. Yeah. Okay. And maybe one day we can even go live and y'all can put y'all questions in. Yes. Y'all have yes. Do something a little bit more interactive. Absolutely. Because uh, I miss when you could call up to the radio. I know. You know. Y'all, some of y'all may not remember them days. I know I used to be. Remember Love Talking Slow Jam? Yes. Man. Anyways, oh y'all. my gosh, throwing it back, throwing it back. All right, y'all, thank you so much for tuning in to the Edible Activist um, here with Cousin Talk. This is part two, episode two, or part two, rather, what we're calling it, with Falani Spivey, a bird's nest box. Um, so if you have any questions for us, want to reach out, please find Falani at Bird's Nest Box on Instagram. You can find me, Food Talks in Color, on Instagram. And we look forward to the next episode, y'all. Be easy, take care of yourself, and peace. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. You can catch today's episode on iTunes, Spotify, and Simplecast. And be sure to follow us at Food Talks in Color, that's just the letter N, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And did you know we are on Patreon? This is a way for you to take action and support our mission of amplifying BIPOC voices on the Edible Activist Podcast. Visit patreon.com backslash food talks in color to learn more. Peace and blessings. And remember, in the great words of Baba Tariq Adunu, there is no culture without agriculture.